0: On the Top 5. I'm Taylor Matrix. This is the podcast where every week my special guest comes on and picks a subject of whatever they want, and then we count down our top five in that subject. Whether I know anything about it or not. I already said uh, this is Taylor Maitris. This week's episode, we have a very special guest uh, coming back from last season, uh, and I'm pretty sure this guest had... The top episode last season, and there's no way for me to go back and check because we don't SoundCloud. Anyway, Georgina's on the podcast today. Hi, Georgina.
1: Hi, Taylor. How's it going?
0: Uh, it's going very well. How are you?
1: I'm well. Thanks so much for having me back.
0: Is it weird that oh no, I never showed you. They're lost to time now. We got a lot of weird, weird comments about you. And you're and you're, you're deep in the hearts of all top five Top five fanboys.
1: Whoa, really?
0: Yeah, they were like, "Where is she from? How do you know her? What is she
1: like in real life?" Is and this true? Like,
0: a dirty freak. Uh, a little bit true. Oh wow! I would say you were the most asked about guest.
1: That's amazing. Um. Well, cool. Sounds like we both can help each other with yes. our love lives.
0: Yes. So I always hey, we're not talking about that. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I was like, they're like, where is she from? And I'm like, Hong Kong, and they go, what? And I go, I don't know.
1: Yeah, so did they not listen to the first ten minutes? I don't
0: know, because I remember <laughs> saying you sound yeah. like a Dickensian street urchin. Yeah.
1: Only yeah. Well, because well,
0: like, this is radio, and that is a, you know, premier point of your voice.
1: Yeah, well, cool. Wow, okay, well, you know, get get some names if they ask again.
0: You can tweet at Georgina at top5 underscore podcast. I believe that is the best way to reach it. (laughs) Probably. And also by rating and subscribing. Yes,
1: absolutely. I won't even...
0: Nothing turns Georgina on like rates and subscriptions. It's true.
1: I won't even entertain interacting with anyone unless they have subscribed to this podcast.
0: Oh, that is adorable. Georgina, what subject did you choose for us today?
1: So, uh... It can be a little bit convoluted, um, but I chose the top five aha moments, personal epiphanies.
0: Okay, what is that?
1: So just one of those moments where it suddenly hits you, and it can be one of those moments that, it's sort of the uh, lessons that everyone tells you you're gonna learn, Mm -hmm. or just a personal lesson that you've you've learned. So, but not so much the lesson, it's the moment, and what brought you to that
0: moment. Oh, man.
1: Are you not prepared for this?
0: I'm going to do my very best. Okay, well,
1: it doesn't matter. It's whatever you want to... I wasn't very specific, but yeah.
0: I am not an introspective man. I am the life unexamined, if you will.
1: Well, that's fine. It's more like the actual moment, not like you don't have to be reflective. Ah, It's like what happened to cause that. All right, all right. I see where
0: we're going. I think we're going to be okay, you guys. Yeah. Well, Georgina, do you want to tell us what your number five personal epiphany is? Yeah. Now
1: this is this is a little bit um, probably not as specific as my other ones, but
0: oh, I thought my... you were gonna say tardy again. I was like, oh, I hope she says tardy. Oh no!
1: Oh. Don't worry. Well, I don't think there are any tardy ones. That's but funny. but my number five was um, coming to the realization why I think evangelizing to adults does not work at least why it didn't work on me
0: now I'm curious is this only religiously evangelizing or in general
1: Uh, oh can you can you evangelize in a non-religious
0: um I suppose I could tell you math is real good or be like you gotta read this book is that I guess
1: it's really not is I don't know I thought evangelizing only referred to a religious I suppose it does
0: Yeah, you're right.
1: No, you're right. You're right. So um, I didn't grow up religious. My parents didn't take me to church. I went to church when I would visit my grandma in Greece. Mm -hmm. And I had a wonderful godmother, but didn't grow up in the church. Um, And then my last two years in Boston, I started going to church. Why? (laughs) So I graduated from grad school, could not find a job. And I was so depressed. Uh, and, and and desperate for like any kind of miracle. Mm-hmm. So one of my best friends, he, I think, had always been religious, but had started going back to church, mm-hmm. and he and I would have dinner every week. And I remember him saying, would you mind if I prayed for you? And I said, Creepy.
0: Yeah. I mean, no, cool. Well, not,
1: <laughs> well, in in a nice way. It was a nice way. Do
0: you mind if I ritually sacrifice in your name?
1: <laughs> hey, whatever I have you many job. black cats. <laughs> so uh, I said, sure. And it wasn't like he prayed for me right then and there.
0: <laughs> he, <laughs> that would be horrifying. I know. He went, oh, Lord, come <laughs> down and save the filthy soul of Georgina. Well, that, <laughs> yeah. That's ungodly taught.
1: Mm, yeah. Creepy. So he says very nonchalantly, give it about a week. And I am thinking to myself, wow, I didn't even know that's how it worked. That's super specific.
0: So my my doctor does. Give it like a week. Yeah.
1: Um, And I am not kidding. A week later to the day I got a job
0: offer. What religion is this? How Do I sign up?
1: <laughs> yeah, so...
0: Is this a sexy religion or a boring one?
1: Uh, I don't know. I mean, um, I'm going to
0: assume Christian in variety.
1: Yeah. And if they're praying yeah.
0: for people, I want to say non-Catholic?
1: Not Catholic. Okay. Oh, do Catholics not pray for uh, We for don't people? offer
0: it. Like, we do. You'll do it at Mass. You'll dedicate a Mass. It's money transaction. Oh, okay.
1: Okay. Well... Or,
0: or candles.
1: So, um... <clears throat> yeah. And obviously i i why didn't it, this work on you <laughs> oh it oh it did it oh, did and that's why you started going it did so i started going to this church called mosaic which was an amazing church i went there people were loving it was the first time i had ever really felt connected to boston and mm-hmm. so i started going and
0: this is very interesting is this like a non-denominational type of thing um
1: they say that but it they, they call themselves a, an Act 29 church. Now, so I know what you're thinking, I but don't. there are only 28 acts. But the 29th ninth. Oh, being I that, was
0: thinking yeah, that. Yeah, I knew were. how many acts there
1: were. <laughs> I know you were. Sister are.
0: Mary Williams absolutely got that into my brain. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Uh, but so the 29th act being that they're going to continue to evangelize and go oh, out. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, so I would say about a year and a half, two years went to this church and, and really did try mm-hmm. and take on these beliefs. Mm-hmm and just never, never could, never really could. What
0: didn't jive with you? Uh,
1: I think one of the first things that stuck out to me was I went to this community group, which is a group of people, you go, you discuss the sermon, and
0: there's coffee and donuts, that kind of thing. Yeah,
1: yeah, amazing people. I'm still friends with these people, but we were talking about the sermon, came up that only believers go to heaven.
0: Ah, yes, that's a tough one. And
1: I remember thinking that's why they're
0: evangelizing, they're saving people.
1: Yeah, but I remember thinking, I just can't imagine a heaven without my mother or my stepfather right. or my sister people who are amazing human beings.
0: And that's not heaven if they're not there. It's
1: not. So why would you
0: bother going?
1: Uh, so well, many
0: stairs. Hell is an elevator,
1: it has a highway. Oh! Talks about, uh, I mean, tell. talk about, like, we kind of know the traffic that's going. Like, it's going to be, oh my, it's
0: LA in there, just bumper yeah. to bumper the whole time. Um, After a while, ECD, so you get really sick of it, you're like, oh! <laughs> um,
1: but I, I think that actually what made me realize that evangelizing to adults is very difficult is that you're not just asking people to take on new beliefs. You are asking someone to give up certain beliefs. Mm. Um, some of my best friends are gay.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, is this not okay in the mosaic church?
1: No. Just, oh, that's not
0: cool. Yeah. Their mosaic is missing colors.
1: Well, I, I guess. Well, literally. Because we were a very white church.
0: Oh, well, yeah.
1: <laughs> so. Um, and then, I mean, it was a very sexually repressed church mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I met some amazing people there, but I remember once I got to Buffalo, thinking, I know why it's hard to go out and evangelize to adults is because you're not just asking, take on these new beliefs, you're asking, give up these beliefs.
0: Right. And Um, that's, I mean, if you're a child, you don't have any preconceived beliefs and notions. You're just like, all right, cool. The devil's real and he's haunting me. Got it. Nightmares forever. No problem.
1: Yeah. So so I guess you'd have to get people when they're children. Mm Mm-hmm maybe young adults
0: i i think as if you get older you're gonna start seeking out things that already work with what you have
1: yeah if you don't
0: already have something because i gotta tell you i've been looking into some pagan rituals that seem like a real blast yeah it seemed to really work for me i'm thinking about i haven't decided i just this is it's weird you bring it up yeah (laughs) so i'm a godfather now and i think i should be worshiping some pantheon of gods i haven't decided which yet
1: um, so the pastor at this church mm-hmm. used to say everyone is a Christian when they're in a foxhole. Uh, and I agree with that. When you're desperate, like, I feel like if you ask adults who came to Christ, mm-hmm. uh, as an adult, they're going to tell you some very, um, emotional story. I was a drug addict. I was suicidal. I was just going to say, it's
0: kind of like a, it's, it's a, it's a steps project. Yeah. It's, a, it's a self-help It's the same thing that gets people into cults.
1: Exactly. But the thing is, God should not be a cosmic cash machine.
0: Mm.
1: And I so, anyway, that, I would say, was something that really occurred to me. And even though I have so many really good friends from Mm. this, maybe not so many, but I have some very, very good friends, Mm -hmm. uh, and I love them, and I think they're incredibly good people, um, I think that's... Why evangelizing may not work with the dots? At least it doesn't work with it didn't work with me.
0: I know, there's no way in hell they could be like anyone could be like, you got to do this thing, and I'd be like, dude, I am not leaving the couch. There is no <laughs> way I'm getting up Sunday morning. Right. It would have to be the sexiest of religions. Like, I need, like, a weird cult to, to pull me out of anything, because uh, I am not. It's so much easier to not do something yeah. than to do something. Yeah,
1: I mean, I really, I put a lot of time and effort. <laughs> I gave up Pilates to go to church, so. should have
0: done the Pilates. I think I think you could have stuck with Pilates. I, mean, I know I probably should. You should should've. get all that stuff out of Pilates.
1: You really can. I'm and not then, entirely
0: sure what Pilates is.
1: Oh, it's um, it's, it's like yoga. not yoga, but like kind of <laughs> like calisthetics. Yeah, okay. it's it's great. Makes everyone look like a ballerina. Oh, fun!
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: So, um, so that's my number five um that's
0: intense man
1: yeah i know Whew,
0: i feel Starting like we really a covered head. a lot of ground <laughs> I,
1: know, I know
0: but i'm ready i'm ready for my number five
1: okay what's your number five
0: <sighs> number five and i didn't find this out until i was an adult man ponies are not baby horses <laughs> ponies are a separate kind of horse that happens to be small a foal is a baby horse yeah <laughs> I was under the impression all these little horses, everyone, you know, how everyone rides a pony, but yeah. all these little horses you ride around on, in the My Little Ponies, and I Want a Pony,
1: yeah.
0: would eventually grow up to be a big horse, um,
1: okay. like a Clydesdale or whatever. Yeah, sure. And
0: as it turns out, there are po- little horses specially bred to be little horses.
1: Yeah, yeah, ponies are uh, their own thing in their own right.
0: Yeah. Uh, this is going to be some deep cuts, but in Lord of the Rings, the hobbits ride hobbit ponies. And I always thought, what do they do when the ponies grow up?
1: <laughs> oh my goodness, that's wonderful. Um, now, what brought you to this realization? Uh,
0: I hate to say it was Facebook, but it was Facebook had a thing, and they were like, ponies aren't baby horses. Like, someone posted, I don't know if it was a meme or what, and I went,
1: what?
0: Whoa, okay. And I texted my mom, and I was like, mom, or... Are- she grew up on a farm. They didn't yeah. have horses, but I felt like she'd know. And I was like, are ponies not baby horses? She goes, what did you think a foal was? And I went,
1: oh, yeah. Did you even know that word? That, I, mean, I, I that's... did. That's the thing. Okay. I
0: knew okay. that's what a baby horse was called. Baby cow's a calf. Baby horse is a foal. And then at some point they become a pony.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so maybe like their teenage years, Yeah, are pony. But that's a cult. <laughs>
0: and I knew that word too. I don't wow. know if that's accurate. Is that accurate? You're a horse person.
1: Um, that sounds yeah. Because yeah. then you have a cult and you have yeah. uh, a filly and yeah. Sure, so. sure. I feel like though you shouldn't be too um, embarrassed. I don't know if you are embarrassed because my I feel brain like
0: exploded.
1: That's a lot of people feel that way. In fact, why wouldn't you think that if you're not a a horse person?
0: Uh, it's just weird because uh, farm animal teaching is very important at a young age. Where they're like, this is this animal, this is what this animal is, this is what this animal produces. It's true. This is what their babies called, these are ducks, these are ducklings. And it's like such a very basic part of something they, for some reason, have to teach us. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The cow says moo. Yeah. Uh, But I was like, oh, I was way off.
1: So, perhaps... What they should be doing is when they're like, do you know what sound a cow makes? Do you know what sound a horse makes? They should then be like, by the way, kids, a pony is not a baby horse.
0: <laughs> Some horses are just little, and that's okay. Yeah. And, and, and furthermore, I knew this joke. Are you ready for this joke? I and am. I'm going to tell it to you. Yeah. A, uh, a pony walks into a bar, and he says, hey, can I have a drink? The bartender says, sure, what's wrong with your voice? He goes, Sorry, I'm just a little horse. I knew that joke.
1: (laughs) It's an inaccurate joke. But funny all the same.
0: They didn't say baby horse, I'm a little horse. Yeah. So
1: yeah, and and that's that's that. So ponies are typically what little children ride. And hobbits. In and hobbits. But they're, they're really bad-tempered creatures. Are they really? Yeah. No, wild
0: ponies will bite you.
1: Yeah. So it's amazing that we put little children and children, not even mm. just little children, on ponies. Perhaps it was a well-thought-out plan because parents maybe think, okay, we'll get them some riding lessons. They'll ride a pony. This pony will be nasty. Mm-hmm. And this whole horse craziness will leave our <laughs> kids.
0: She get pet by the horse. We get rid of the pony. We don't have to worry It'll about it great. anymore. it be great.
1: Yeah. So and we can um, go back
0: with our lives, and her dreams will be dashed, as they should be.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I feel like that's a common
0: thing. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Because when I heard it, I was like, "I'm the dumbest man in the world." No, I, I had no idea. I feel like
1: that's a very and it makes sense. It's. I think I once read on facebook like why do you never see any teenage pigeons What? Yeah. But I mean do you ever see any teenage
0: birds? Birds,
1: maybe geese.
0: I've seen a fledgling because I okay. the little bastard was just on the ground and they're like they barely have like they have feathers but they are clearly a like a little a little bird that doesn't like fly around and stuff. Oh. And I called the ASPCA and I was like I found a bird Don't know what to do with it. And they go, does it have feathers? I go, it has feathers. They go, it's a fledgling. Leave it alone. Mama comes back for those. I'm like, all right. And I was like, they're just saying that. The next day I came back, there were fucking two of them just staring at me in the same spot. I'm like, oh, shit. They're like, you walked in the wrong neighborhood, motherfucker.
1: (laughs) I'm really glad you didn't say you came back and you found it dead. Being eaten by ants. I wouldn't say that on my own podcast. Good. Good. Well...
0: I'm outdoors all day. I see some shit. I like like you'd be you amazed do. the amount of carnage that happens on city streets. Oh,
1: oh! I don't think I would be. Even in the suburbs. Wow, well, that's fun.
0: So that's all I have. That's my number okay. five. Okay,
1: I feel like that's a good number five. I feel like
0: I feel like I'm warming into this. I feel like I'm just gonna dip a toe in. Cool. Is, no, that's I, good. I am not the life examined. That's fine. Okay. That's
1: fine. Okay. I probably. Wouldn't be either if I hadn't spent a hundred k getting my master's in philosophy.
0: It's true. Yeah.
1: So
0: I know we're Socrates. cave Socrates, you know Socrates, right? Yeah, sure. Good friend of mine. Yeah, lives in a cave. Cool guy.
1: Yeah.
0: Georgina, what is your number four?
1: So my number four is uh, in grad school. I had a huge crush on this guy named Mike. Um and. know Mike. Yeah. (laughs) You might actually. He, I think, grew up in Rochester. Anyway, um, in hindsight, not a particularly wonderful human being. But at the time, I thought he was. Mm -hmm. And I remember he just never, never felt anything back for me. At least he never admitted it. Anyway, I remember I was on the phone with one of my good friend's Tyler and I said I just don't understand why he doesn't like me because I I am like the perfect woman I have molded myself into this perfect woman Mm -hmm. for him Mm -hmm. well like the woman I think thought he wanted me to be right and then I realized he never really got to know who I was because I had truly just molded myself into what I thought he wanted Interesting. And I really, um, so he may have liked me had I ever actually been myself.
0: So, so what did you try to mold yourself into?
1: So, I don't want to use the word uh, that he was necessarily sexist, but a little bit. Like, Mm -hmm. our friendship kind of ended when um, I got asked if I wanted to teach... A semester at Suffolk, and he was like, I don't understand. I have my master's and I'd be a much better teacher. And
0: Oh, that's not okay. Did he not realize you have an English accent?
1: Um, I don't think he realized that I was just a superior <laughs> that you were much better than
0: he was in every way? Um, were you like, I have a master's in philosophy?
1: Uh, well, I almost said, I went to your thesis defense. It was terrible.
0: <gasps> That's so cruel.
1: Yeah, but I lied. When Okay, so...
0: Was it really bad? It was terrible. <laughs> Do you remember what it was?
1: Um, his thesis was, like, journeys uh, and how they related to Plato's Republic. So the thesis right. itself was pretty good. Okay. But, I mean, this man was all over the place. He started talking about visits he made to, like... Civil War monuments when he was 10 and Uh I really don't think they I think that had it not been Suffolk they would not have passed him Mm. so
0: that seems kind of very uh self-involved for Plato
1: well I mean I think yeah so anyway but I remember after the thesis being like, it, that was amazing. And everyone around me was like, what are you talking about? That was terrible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he... I, I think I just really, like, didn't speak up when he would make these misogynistic comments and...
0: That's, yeah. that's hard, though, because especially if it's someone you like, you want to pass it over. Yeah. It's hard when a normal person you don't particularly care for is like, hey, remember, I'm a little racist, we're all a little racist, sure. right? And I'm like, oh, I'm not, but
1: yeah. you're next
0: to me, and now I don't know what to do.
1: Um, and he had a very disparaging outlook on relationships. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe he got hurt in his last one. But he was... Just really not a particularly um, great guy. But I just thought the world of him. And everyone around me was like, I don't understand what you see in him.
0: Um, Mm. Was he hot?
1: Yeah, I mean, he was pretty good looking. Yeah, he was. I mean, he was definitely your all-American, like, blonde, Mm blue-eyed, chiseled Mm -hmm. type. Mm -hmm.
0: Uber-mensch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But, um, yeah, I mean... But I, I think that it wasn't until I said to Tyler, I don't understand why he doesn't like me. I've done everything. I'm like his perfect woman that I realized um, he doesn't even know who I am. Mm-hmm. Thank God that it didn't work out. I would have right. either had to start like slowly revealing who I was
0: mm-hmm.
1: or um, just keep up that facade. Yeah, that would you, have been a hard one for me. You would live me. a
0: charade of a life.
1: I would, this very sort of demure... Housewife type? Yeah. Well, as it would turn out, my friend Will told me that he was downtown in Boston a few months ago. And he saw Mike doing... He's now a tour guide. He's the tour guide that gets dressed up.
0: and Wait. Like, yeah. it's <laughs> like a as like a colonialist?
1: Yes. <gasps> yeah. Honestly,
0: <laughs> if I wouldn't love that job, I'd be like, oh, what a loser. But like, that sounds like a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. And Sarah. here's ye
0: old, old North Church, come inside. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so that's what he does. Fuck my. Um, but it was more like just, I you know I and it wasn't the first time I'd done that. I had lied about being outdoorsy and found mm-hmm. myself hiking up these mountains and like almost dying. Ugh. Ugh. But um, I but that was kind of a moment where I was like, I need to make sure I never pretend to be someone that I'm not.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's a good one to have. It's a good. It's a good one that you got off fairly early in life. I
1: guess. Yeah. Some I mean, some people go their
0: whole lives.
1: Yeah, I feel like it. It shouldn't have taken me that long because I feel like I have done that several times, and it's. I mean, most of the time I just end up on a mountain, and I'm like, you we're gonna have to call like the <laughs> forest ranger to pick me up because I need like, a hell of a right now. I cannot hike back down, but that one was particularly damaging because it was like I really lost who I was. Mm-hmm. Um, which was sad, because I think that, you know, there's a chance he might have liked who I was.
0: There is, and there's a chance someone else might have liked who you were yeah. if they saw that.
1: Yeah, so... so be um, yourself, kids. I know, yeah, yeah, be yourself, kids, and, and you know, um, I think it's Unless better... Unless
0: you're a dick. Be something else, then. Yeah,
1: then don't be yourself. I realize
0: but... I say be yourself, but I'm like, a lot of people's self sucks.
1: <laughs> it's true, so... um but you're right. Good lesson to learn at the age of 30.
0: Good. <laughs> you got As a solid 40 to... years left.
1: I know. I could have gotten married to the guy and then been like, oh, by the way, I'm not actually this demure and I never brought this up, but your thesis really was terrible. <laughs> oh,
0: it's tough. Mm. That's tough.
1: Yeah. So, um, okay. So what's your number four?
0: Uh my number 4 I discovered um a few years ago I kind of had an inkling this might be true and then actually starting the podcast I realized it totally is true. I miss school. Oh. Oh, I miss school so bad.
1: Yeah, Taylor, I I I, I feel yeah.
0: I loved school. I had yeah. a blast. Not in high school, then it was just, you know, girls and illicit liquor. Um But in college, I was like, ah, I'm much more mature. And also, I have girls and legal liquor. Hmm. And and also, I I miss doing... um, I miss being challenged with tasks that I can actually accomplish. Like, I miss that. I miss using my brain for stuff. Right. I miss having to read a bunch of books and then make sense of that. I'll never have to do that again.
1: Right. No. Um, I don't know if I miss school as much anymore but mm. i i definitely know where you're coming from
0: yeah it's it's kind of a bummer i i mean i do a job and then i come home and i can do whatever i want sure but i do miss getting up you know slipping slopping, slipping schlepping <laughs> schlepping schlepping yeah. thank you schlepping my ass down to school and hanging mm. out with a bunch of fun people who at that point, we're all like five years younger than me, like, Hey, what's up, everybody? We're ready for classes of fun <laughs> stuff. Me llamo as Biblioteca. Taylor, that's so wrong. I'm a senior. I don't care.
1: <laughs> you were taking Spanish 101. I had
0: to go back to school to take Spanish 102. Oh. I took a semester of just Spanish 102. That's the that's only script. thing I wrote. Why
1: did you have to do that?
0: Um, I took a language freshman year at a community college, and it was sign language. But at Buff State, because they have a speech language pathology thing, and it's a big deal, they count sign language as not a language, but as a speech class. Mm. So I had to take a language, and I'm like, well, I took German in high school. I'm not going to take German again. I'm going to take Spanish, something useful. And then I'm like, shit, I should have taken anything I already understood. Mm. I should have pretended I was Hungarian and gone into you know, English 101, English for non-English language, it's been like, yeah, I, I am Taylor. (laughs) I come to country from far away.
1: But you'd have to choose, I mean, Hungarian probably is a language that you could get away with. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, But what happens if you meet that one professor who knows Hungarian?
0: Just start blowing them. Just like, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, okay. I don't know what to do. <laughs> no. But yeah, and, and, and actually, language I hated. But everything else I really enjoyed, and with the podcast and actually some upcoming episodes, I'm not going to spoil, uh, like, I have to do some serious research, and it has been a blast. Yeah. Like, going to the library, getting a bunch of books. Wow. Coming back with those books, not reading them. Putting sure. it off to the last minute really missed it. Wow. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um. I get that. I yeah. I think one of the great things about not going to grad school immediately was this appreciation for school and and when people would complain about having to read too much or write papers, I remember thinking this is amazing. This is the one time people are going to care what you think about mm-hmm. Plato's Republic or. Anything, really. Like, no one, once you get out into the real world, is going to be like, this is really interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, tell... T- yeah, tell me, what are your views on Immanuel Kant? Do you agree with his philosophy? Well,
0: I think they shouldn't have made him into a Nazi after he was already dead, but other than that, I don't know anything.
1: <laughs> so, um, do you ever think of maybe taking a class just for fun? Like, can you I, audit classes here?
0: You, you can, and, and of course, I can always take the Great Courses Plus... But um oh, yeah. I,
1: I know it's not the same. It's
0: a t- yeah, and it's a time commitment It's mostly what it is. Whereas, you know, when you, you work a number of hours and then you also run a podcast empire. You it's know true. It's, it's hard to get all that together. I well, know.
1: I definitely feel that. I remember watching a lot of documentaries when I graduated and
0: mm-hmm.
1: kind of feeling like that helped, but none this it's not the same. No, it's
0: not the same. Oh. Um it's It's fun though, kind of pretending to play school now. You're like, I gotta make sure my notes and reports are ready because Steve Roselli is coming on the podcast with another history episode and we gotta be all set up for that. It's like a pop quiz. Oh man, it's intense, except I have like a month and a half to prepare and then I don't. So, yeah. I.
1: So. At this point I don't want to go back to school but I would love to teach I love teach yeah yeah so I'm really hoping I can find a teaching position um, just one class at a community college yeah man
0: Pop in on a Wednesday night teach like a three hour go home
1: yeah so and one of my former colleagues um, has just become a like full-time professor at um, UB so I told him you know go out there. Go to some mixers, get to yeah. know the philosophy department, get yeah. me a job. Give me please. a job, please. Go. Um,
0: Do and uh,
1: yeah, I, I, think, he, <laughs> I, I think you. Bring you along it.
0: as a date. Oh, Georgina happens to also know philosophy.
1: Yeah, yeah, actually. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you our schmo's. summer trip is next Friday, so maybe I'll bring that up with Joe and be like listen, these mixers, mm-hmm. if you need a date.
0: Yeah. Please invite
1: me along. It's not
0: Joe Clark, is it? I don't
1: know why. Sadly it's not Joe Clark. Joe
0: Clark. Joe Clark. He's gonna feel so (laughs) weird getting a shout out in the middle of an episode from a guy he hasn't (laughs) talked to in two years.
1: Yeah. But now that he has a shout out, I think he's required to listen.
0: I think he's required to. If your name's on the podcast and you don't listen, you're a piece of shit.
1: Yes, I'm gonna be sending this to him. Yeah. Because I have no problem forcing people. In fact, not only do I force them to listen, I give them a quiz.
0: Go socks. Sorry, I'm still <laughs> thinking about Joe Clark. I only met him in person once, and I'm like, "You're everything I ever imagined."
1: He's you're everything like, anyone's ever you're imagined. like this little
0: Southy man. I'm like, "This is so delightful." He's
1: amazing. Everyone loves Joe. So, yeah,
0: that's some inside baseball there. Well, we have to go to a break already. Okay. It's already that time. That was number four, right?
1: Yes, yeah. it was number
0: four. Oh my god. It's I time know. to take a break already. Yeah. Well we'll be right back with number three and two of our top five aha moments. <laughs> Welcome back to Top 5 Podcasts. We're counting down your top five personal epiphanies with Georgina. Georgina, it's getting kind of intense in here. We're really learning a lot about ourselves and <laughs> each other. It's true. Is this why you bring these episodes in here?
1: Yeah, well, because Taylor, I think at one point you are going to have to give in and do a
0: podcast with me. No, I do so many podcasts. Do you really? I do too.
1: Okay. Well, <laughs> I feel like you could add it's one more. It's more than most
0: people. Okay, we'll and find I out.
1: promise I'll bring the listenership.
0: All right, as long as you bring the listenership and the donuts, I'm in. Okay, Georgina, what is your number three aha moment?
1: So my number three epiphany that I had was, you can throw money at problems and they'll go away.
0: So you just like whip cash at stuff.
1: Well, kind of. What, so what kind of problems? Well. Uh, I mean, pretty much any problems. Mm -hmm. Not every problem, I'll give you that. But you know how there's that adage like, oh, you can't just throw money at your problems. Right. Well, you absolutely can. Right. And I came to this realization when I was in Boston and I had the roommate from hell. And I know everyone says they've had the roommate from hell, but I've actually had the roommate from hell. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She got really drunk one night, got naked, and peed on the kitchen floor.
0: Oh, I don't know. I didn't realize you in with my ex-girlfriend.
1: Yeah. Mm. Anyway, so I was really, I mean, I was really, really unhappy. I remember just being paralyzed with just like I dreading to go home. And there's nothing worse than hating
0: going home. Mm-hmm.
1: And I realized this could all go away if I had the money to move out.
0: True story.
1: And as I continued to live in Boston, a lot of my issues were because I didn't have money.
0: Mm-hmm
1: and when you have money a lot of those things that plague you you can just pay for them to go away right so and i think that you know we don't like to say like if you have money your problems can go away because that it seems like we're we're valuing money over everything else but there are few problems that can't be solved with I money.
0: Don't, I don't think money can buy you happiness, but I think it absolutely can fix just about everything in your life.
1: Well, it can get you a lot closer to happiness. It can get
0: you time.
1: <laughs> so, can
0: you imagine not having to go to work? Can you imagine what that time would be like? What that life would be like? I
1: guess. Well, I don't know, though. I think that would be a bit boring. Have you ever, like, not been employed and just... Yes. Been...
0: It, was, it was very boring. Yeah. However, I didn't have any money at the time to do anything.
1: It's true. If I had yeah. money,
0: I'd be doing weird shit
1: yeah yeah that's true I guess if you had money you could travel and do whatever you wanted but um
0: Eugene, what would you do if you had money
1: I would travel yeah I'd buy a horse not a pony not a pony they bite but, yeah they bite and I think I'm a bit big for a pony um I might go back to school probably not mm-hmm. um but I love my job right now so I don't mm-hmm. think I would quit mm-hmm. I would just travel more and
0: I would get a rickshaw and make a guy carry me around in it <laughs>
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> in Buffalo Yes, come wow.
0: Jonathan to the pink <laughs> That would be pretty awesome that would be that um, would be my... you'd probably
1: get your own Facebook page.
0: Oh, I'm sure they'd yeah. be like people of buffalo. Or's. Here's Taylor. He has a lot of money, and his his manservant Jonathan. Yeah, <laughs> pulls him around in a rickshaw.
1: Is there a Jonathan in mind that you have? No. Oh, but, okay. Uh, regardless right. of
0: who I hire, that's what I'm calling him.
1: Okay, that's fair. Because I have
0: money. <laughs> you
1: have money, so, um, so you know I understand that it seems to be placing value on money, but uh, I if you don't have money, you are a prisoner to your situation. Mm.
0: Indeed, you are. And there's no upward mobility in this country. So if you don't have money, you don't have money.
1: You don't have money. Try and, it again next time. Um, I, I, maybe you don't need a lot. Maybe you don't need to be, you know, throwing your money away. Mm-hmm. But there is a certain security that comes with having it. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, I know that I live in fear that like I'm gonna have to make. Pay for repairs on my car or, mm-hmm. you know, what if I do my taxes and it turns out I owe them money. Yeah. Um, so, I guess my time in Boston on the whole made me realize that, but definitely living with Christina made me realize...
0: Shout out to Christina. Now she has to subscribe. <laughs> yeah. Well, Christina, you were the worst roommate in the world. I would you peed.
1: She did. She was super drunk, stock naked looked me in the eye and peed <laughs> on the kitchen floor and <laughs> then she just like stumbled off to bed yeah i had to clean it up which you know like of all the things you think you're going to be doing that is not one of them no and then the next day when i brought it up with her she's like Were well, no you." Memory. she no, no she, she may not have remembered but then she made the point that like i had no problem cleaning dobbins waist up dobbins my cat
0: Thank you for pointing that out. I yeah. was so like, oh, where is Dobbin from? I bet his son's some, some Ivy League name. His mother was Bunny. <laughs>
1: um, and Dobbin goes in a litter box. Mm. So I guess if Christina had wanted a litter box, we could have discussed that.
0: She you used Dobbins, you wouldn't even have noticed. you have been like, Dobbin, you've been hydrating.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so it, it's an unfortunate truth, but money, I'm afraid, does does make issues go it, it, away.
0: It, it does. It <laughs> yeah. does. Right now, I would like to give $20 to the children next door to go inside and play Nintendo. They're so loud.
1: <laughs>
0: Which brings me to my next one. Okay. Are you prepared? Yeah, I am. My number three is, I am no longer good at the video games I played as a child.
1: Wow.
0: This is incredibly hard for me. Okay. And I'm admitting it now. I am fucking terrible at Nintendo games.
1: So how did you come to this realization? When did uh, you come?
0: Very recently. Okay. The Super Nintendo Classic was released by Nintendo. It's okay. basically just a tiny emulator where you can play your old Nintendo games sure. on an original Nintendo controller, mm-hmm. um, and it just it comes with like 40 games. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I never actually had a Super Nintendo. I sure. always, always, always wanted one. My friends all had one. I had a Sega, whatever. And But we, together, beat... All of these games. I mean, sure, it probably took all Saturday, but we beat all these games. Okay. So I'm, all right, cool. Let's roll it up and play some levels. Let's kick some ass. And I pulled up uh, Ghouls and Ghosts, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, where it, which is a little knight and he runs around throwing lances at ghouls and ghosts. Mm-hmm. If He get he is. You have two hits before you die. You get okay. hit once, your armor falls off, and then you're just a little guy running around in your underwear. Uh, wow! I know. Uh, and then in if,
1: your underwear in your yeah he's got like <laughs> little hearts on
0: his underwear it's adorable wow, he's got that's little very boxers detailed yeah
1: okay it's a
0: great game okay. uh, and then if you get hit again you die i made it about 2 minutes into the game before i died and I went all right shake the rust off here we go
1: 3 wow.
0: minutes in the game until i died back down to 1 minute i just cannot it they're all these old games are about timing and consistency yeah. and i don't have any of it anymore
1: the last game I played was Prince of Persia.
0: Oh. And that was
1: when I was still in Hong Kong.
0: Maybe when I first moved to the States. So the PS2 Prince of Persia? Or I The don't, original Prince of no, Persia. No, the original oh, wow. as in like That game actually was very difficult.
1: Um one of my best friends, my one of my childhood best friends, mm-hmm. Julian and I used to play it. And I don't think we ever got the the furthest we got was there's a scene where he has to fight this skeleton. Mhm. And we never got past that. Yeah. But um, my father bought me a book, and the book was supposed to help you with how to beat the game. Mm-hmm. Yes. But it was it was actually a na- it was like a narrative, first person narrative. Oh, interesting. As the Prince of Persia, it was, it was just an
0: interesting story. But um,
1: do you play video games
0: I, often? I play video games about every day. Oh. Like modern video games I play. Okay. Just about. I try, I like to play every day, I don't always. Um, But, like, I'll play online, in-depth, first-person shooters with other people, and, like, real humans, and I will destroy them. Okay. I'll be hiding out in a bush somewhere, and I'll pop some guy in the head, and he'll never see it coming. And I'm like, great, I did a great job. Sometimes I'm a bank heist, and I'm like, oh, I robbed all this bank money with all my friends. And then sometimes I'm like, oh... I'm a pirate now, and I sail the seven seas and I have all this fun and it's always a blast, even like more in depth games, if you want to hear me talk about video games, check out top five video games of the last since nineteen ninety It's a great since two thousand sorry that's it, so it's a great episode. I talk about a lot of games, but like games like you know the Witcher, which are very involved games mm. where I have to do all this other work and all these thoughts, and I have to figure out how to you know complete these missions and stuff i can do but i can't jump over the ghost that does two jumps like i can't i can't do that i wasn't i was playing legend of zelda i couldn't make my way into the castle and i'm like i knew this i knew how to get into everything it's the first thing you have to do and i'm like i can't figure out where i'm supposed to go
1: i think with a bit of time your muscle memory will come back and you'll be able to
0: Beat maybe, it. maybe, I don't know if I have the the time and effort to devote into it, but it was very sad to come back to be like, Now, let me show you some stuff. This is what I grew up on, and yeah. then to just consistently die over and over and
1: over. Um, have you ever watched movies or like gone back and like eaten something from your childhood or watched a movie from your childhood and and just been like stunned? oh yes, yeah, yes. so, um. I used to have a huge crush on the actor that played um, Atreyu in The NeverEnding <gasps> Story. And then I made the mistake... Because he was
0: shirtless that... all the time?
1: Uh, was he shirtless? He
0: would have his shirt very open. Yeah. So he was yeah. Like the first American boy. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, yeah. the first one was like <laughs> He was like white. a child. Was <laughs> he white? Yeah, he was. But I made the mistake of watching that movie mm-hmm. and felt really, really pervy
0: yeah well you're a child at the time yeah you're you're a child yeah i mean we all had a crush on wendy from uh the the wonder years i think was that that?
1: um winnie winnie that's it i'm confusing
0: her with wendy peppercorn from uh uh uh, the sandlot who i'm sure is still very hot
1: Mm, i don't think i've ever watched the sandlot that's good is it sad doesn't someone die no oh
0: okay no it's a happy movie okay are you are you thinking of I guess Stand By Me has a dead guy in it.
1: Yeah. Well, it's hit or miss with those movies. Like My Girl. My Girl.
0: Very sad. Um, Attack of the Bees. Yeah. The bee movie.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So, um, yeah, you probably don't have the time, but I I think that you could probably
0: Mm.
1: build yourself up there.
0: I was playing a little bit before you came over. Yeah. And I got pretty far into Donkey Kong. Oh,
1: wow. So, I know three
0: levels in. So, maybe. Maybe. But then again, I don't know if I that's something I want to do. Sure. I have a friend of mine, he's uh, actually, um, his name's Pat, he's coming on to do an episode fairly soon, mm-hmm. but he is a top-ranked Tetris master.
1: How do you even become a top-ranked Tetris master? There are master? competitions. Like, against other people? And yeah. how do you play that?
0: You actually, you go to a place. Oh. And, like, they get together and... Tetris has um a score
1: yeah
0: excuse me as well as like levels so i i don't know that much tetris is not my game i never liked Mm. it but he's a top-ranked tetris master he has many trophies
1: i bet he'd be the person to ask to help move because he'd definitely be able to get things in
0: compact Mm, i will all right pat we'll talk about that (laughs) i don't know if he listens well, I said his name, so now he's got he,
1: he has to. We have a few people. In fact, if we just keep dropping names, we're going to have a long list I'll of go, people.
0: I'll go get the phone book.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> Georgina, what, it, what are we up to? Two? Two. two. I'm. Um, yeah, two. Thank you. Yeah. Georgina, what is your number two?
1: So, my number two is, I came to the realization that it is okay to not be on social standby
0: hmm so what does that mean tell me tell yeah me more.
1: yeah so um towards the last few years of my time in boston i had some really amazing friends but a good majority of them i was always initiating the the hangout mm-hmm. the and i don't know if i really noticed it until one month i realized i'm always the one i'm always the one initiating it so mm-hmm. i i Decided to take a month off, and I wasn't going to text anyone. I wasn't going to invite them to do anything. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to see if anyone
0: noticed.
1: Um, And, oh boy, (laughs) no one
0: noticed. (laughs) Wait, wait. Yeah. So, no one would, like, attempt to make connection to you? Yeah. You had to chase them around? Yeah.
1: Now, there were exceptions. So, my friend Julie... Wait,
0: Wait, what year was this?
1: This must have been 2015.
0: Plenty of texting. Okay. Yeah. We're, we're okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's not even like I was 10. Right. <laughs> no. Um, no excuse. No excuse. And um, so there were exceptions. So my friend Rebecca, she obviously was not part of this because her and I. Would hang out, and she would always put in the effort, so I still texted her to say, "Hey, do you want to do something?" Yeah. and then my friend Julie um, was also someone that I knew initiated things, mm-hmm. but um, a lot of my other friends who I really loved, I realized i'm the one always initiating. let's see if they even yeah. notice right and they didn't um, so that was that was sad, but I think that wasn't even like social standby that was just oh no one noticed right. the moment that I realized oh my god I need to stop this is um I went to this church luncheon mm-hmm. it was uh, potluck so people brought things and at the end um there was this huge fruit platter that no one had opened mm. so I asked if I could take it because I had reached out to a friend of mine and said hey like do you want to do something on Sunday? And he had always been, he was not flaky, but, like, I think he was one of those people that thought if he said maybe, it was going to be a lot less um, difficult than just saying no. When it's much worse. (laughs) Yeah, it's much worse. Um, So he had said maybe, but in that, like, way where I was like, okay. And he was a vegetarian at the time, so I thought, oh, you know, I'll bring this fruit platter because we're going to hang out and... It's an expensive fruit platter too, mm-hmm. so and he was pretty frugal. And before I left this um, potluck, a few of my friends had said, "Hey, you know, we're like we're going out for I don't know coffee or whatever. Do you want to join us?" And I said, um, "No thanks, like I have plans." So I, I remember texting this friend and no response. But I got on the tea, and public transportation in Boston is miserable. And Sunday is probably one of the worst. And is that what the tea
0: is? Yeah,
1: okay. the, yeah, the metro. So, stuck there, holding this fruit platter, and I think we were stuck for a good 20 minutes, just which was like, you know.
0: Just really holding that fruit platter. Yeah,
1: and then I realized that this fruit platter had been open, and all this pineapple juice and watermelon juice
0: had, like, oh. leaked out onto my
1: lap and my hands. And I was just sitting in this sticky mess. And um, Not even
0: the fun kind of sticky mess. Not even the fun
1: kind. And it was summer. And I think at that point my friend did finally text. No. 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 So I think I even got to his apartment and probably rang the doorbell and no answer and so I walked home and I put the fruit platter in the fridge and probably <laughs> tried my best to like
0: yeah.
1: get out of like these watermelon stained clothes Sure, and
0: take a shower clean up the roommates pee yeah, what we all do yeah we what
1: home. we all do and then I never heard from this friend and I realized I had just been sitting there just waiting on standby. Jesus! Whoa! Are,
0: is, are we under assault? Is this a parade? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs>
1: um, I never heard back from my friend, and I realized I'm always on social standby. Not just for this friend, but for a lot of friends. I mm-hmm. just, I just wait. It's like, it's like being on standby for a flight. And I think. At that point, I just realized, I'm not doing this again. Mm. I'd rather not have any plans. Right. Um, and when I moved to Buffalo, I really um, started implementing these, like, this is what I, is what I do not want to do. I don't want to be initiating everything. I don't want to be on social standby. And I have a much, much quieter social life,
0: which... Mm. How do you feel about that? Um, uh,
1: you know, I, I, I don't feel badly. Okay. I, I really like the people that... I am friends with, I like the people that put in the effort
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and yeah, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with very quiet weekends.
0: That's not a bad thing necessarily no,
1: no it's not and um and I remember telling my friends when I was leaving Boston, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not doing this again. I'm not initiating right. And they all said, well, we really, we always appreciated that you initiated everything.
0: And, and then you just gave them the finger, threw the pineapple on the floor, and said, <laughs> like, fuck you. No. Oh.
1: No. Okay. But they did say, after I left, that they really did realize how much effort I put into it. Because they, you know, people... And I think that part of it is Boston. I've noticed mm. people in Buffalo are really good at reaching out. City of so, good
0: neighbors. Yeah.
1: And, and... Social standby is not like I won't hand I don't deal with people canceling. It's like the maybe or the like. You know, you can just tell when someone's waiting to see if a better plan comes along. Right, that's hard. So um, that has been something I've I've implemented and um, and I think it was that moment of sitting on the tea <laughs> with this like fruit platter leaking over me. Yeah. Um, I still remember it. So. Yeah
0: man it's kind of a bummer
1: kind of but i i mean kind I of think. like the mic thing where it's like thank goodness i learned at an yeah. Early age yeah yeah so
0: yeah and that's what this is about these are our learning experiences yeah.
1: mm-hmm. so it's okay not to be on social standby and it's okay if you have fewer friends
0: yeah i think that's I think that's okay. And I'm sure the ones that stick around, those are your real friends. Yeah, they
1: are. And um, I have amazing friends now because I know that, you know, it's a two-way street.
0: Mm-hmm. It is nice getting that text of, hey, we're hanging out. Come yeah. hang out. Yes. Like, that is delightful. Um, and and I'll, I'll tell you, I did not have that a lot. Actually, well, when I lived in Syracuse, it was mostly my friends bashing down my door and taking me and going, We're going to play this! <laughs> Come with us and drink this! Quickly! Yeah. Um, but no, it is nice to just get a. We're all going, we're going out, you know, hey, I'm going out to eat. You want to get something? You want to, you want to do a thing? You want to go? Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's delightful, especially since I invented a podcast just to trap my friends in a room and make them talk to me for an well,
1: hour. Well, I have to say, I really appreciated you inviting me out last weekend.
0: Hey, no problem. It technically counts as a work expense. Ah, okay. hope you pick up the receipts. Even better. Are you prepared for my number two? Um,
1: I, I think I am, yeah. I think
0: it's going to dovetail very nicely. Okay. I have a crippling case of FOMO.
1: Oh, okay. Really? So,
0: Okay. Uh, this is a new concept I had not heard of. Until I heard a song about it called FOMO. Okay. I can't remember who it's by. It's by a girl rock band. Okay. They're very good. I'll look it up later. Uh, but it, I have a fear of missing out like you would not believe. That
1: surprises me.
0: And my whole life, I've been trying to do every single thing that's offered to me. Wow. To the point where I would do crazy things like drive to another city, then drive back, then... Go to work, then go to a thing, and then stay up too late, and then call oh. into work so I wouldn't miss out on stuff. And that's no way to live a life.
1: Now, do you still have this? Yes. You do. Do you get a lot of invites?
0: Uh, uh, still enough that I have to turn one at least one down. Oh, wow. I got a very nice one just a couple of days ago to go to uh, Harbor Fest and go see the Mighty Mighty Boss Towns. Oh, yeah. Which is something I, I was like, I would love to do that. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm still at work. It's five o'clock. Yeah. I have to go to the grocery store and do the big shopping because I can't do it tomorrow. So mm-hmm. we're recording tomorrow, and then I can't do that on Saturday because other stuff I'm, I'm working on Saturday, and then yeah. I was like, all these things, and I was like, I just have to tell you no, and I wish I could. I can't make it, and. The wave of emotion that left me knowing that I no longer have to struggle to finish work early, get home, take a shower, drive out to the harbor to go see a concert, which would be a blast, but then also be exhausted the next day. And I'm like, I just be able to say, nope, I can't. It's okay. And try to get over missing out on a thing. Because I do miss out on a number of things.
1: Now, what are you worried about when you're not
0: at Um, that event? That's going to be the coolest thing in the world. Sure. And also, everyone's going to look down on me for not showing up. Okay. Uh, And then I'm not going to get invited to the new things. But I've been trying to get to, like, this one bonfire weekend for, like, that happens every few weeks. I just have not been able to make it. And you know what? Every week the invite comes. Okay. And I appreciate that more than anything else in the world. Yeah. But it's like, I want to do everything ever.
1: Wow. That surprises me, maybe because of how tiring your job seems.
0: Yeah. It, that but, has made it much worse, because yeah. I miss out on a lot of stuff now.
1: So, I am not great at accepting invitations. I'm mm-hmm. very lucky in that Liz will continue to invite me places. Yes. Um, I do not deserve her invites.
0: She has to listen now. Sorry. She does. Oh, she definitely does. She subscribes, does not listen. Um, no, um, I, I agree, and I usually get the same invite, and part of it is, Georgina's going, you got to be there, and I'm like, ah i can't make it
1: she uses me as uh incentive yeah as
0: bait um but oh. yeah.
1: well i think she may also use you as
0: bait she doesn't text me till like eight o'clock at night though on like a tuesday i'm like i am going yeah. to bed
1: <laughs> so the problem is um i read on somewhere like how you can tell someone serious about you in a dating context is mm-hmm. if they're willing to go on a date with you on friday or saturday because those are like Prime times.
0: Because mm, they're missing out on other stuff.
1: But for me, my weekend night, my weeknights are usually very like I go to work, I go work out, mm-hmm. I go home, I go to sleep. So it's much harder to get me to do things on a weeknight. I getcha. Um, so for the future man in my life, it's not impressive that I'm going and meeting you on a Saturday. It's more impressive that I'm meeting you on a Wednesday. Because I've given note, up.
0: gentlemen, take note.
1: Yeah, because that means I've given up, like, my kickboxing class.
0: Do you kickbox? Yeah,
1: I do. <laughs> do you like it? I love it. Well, okay, it's kickboxing. It's Billy Blanks there? It's um, kickboxing cardio.
0: Okay, so and... you don't actually kickbox anyone.
1: No, you don't. But I love the instructor, and I mm. do ab lab twice a week, mm. and it's... Um... So do you
0: learn about abs with also Bunsen beakers? <laughs>
1: yes and um I I think I probably had the same issue when I was yeah in Boston Mm -hmm. this fear of like missing out probably why I um well I don't know why I would have feared that because no one was inviting me to do things but maybe (laughs) I was afraid (laughs) (laughs) so um so you don't feel that way anymore
0: I still feel that way, but I at least acknowledge that that is a feeling that needs like I don't have to yeah. act on. Okay. Because I don't. I'll. I like I had a friend coming to town out of nowhere, and he was like, "Hey, we're we're going out. Yeah. Come out with us on like a Thursday, and then I'd be like calling into work. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not acceptable mm-hmm. behavior. And two, I'm not required to do that if you give me no notification. But also, I need. I'm also a people pleaser. But I was like, hmm. I need to be at the thing to see the thing because I don't want to hear, "Oh, you missed out on this," um, and it was great.
1: I I think part of the reason I am okay in Buffalo with saying no to things is that I don't do well. Like when I first moved here, Liz and uh, Mario would invite me out. We'd go drinking. Mm-hmm. But I don't have the stamina to stay out till four in the morning. And they do. And I'm just not as, you know, three drinks, four drinks. That's truly my max. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So now, if I get invited to do things, um, I typically want to have my car so I can leave at any time. That's smart. Um, But now we have Uber, so. Yeah,
0: that that has really changed things for me a lot. Yeah. Because I'm like, I don't, I don't, that was... The biggest pain in the ass, especially like like going out for my birthday and stuff with like ten people, and yeah. I'm like, who's driving? And everyone's like, not me. Yeah.
1: When was your birthday? February. Oh okay, okay, that's fair.
0: Are you not at my birthday?
1: I... You didn't come to my birthday? <laughs> was I invited Piece to your birthday?
0: <laughs> I don't know, probably. I didn't, there were a lot of people I did not invite to my birthday that I was happy to see. I was what like, did you, oh, hello, new friends.
1: What did you do for your
0: birthday? I got drunk. Okay, well, did we, you... We went out for cocktails. You see... And premium barbecue.
1: Hmm, I feel like that's something that I would have been invited to, but I don't think I was. That's okay.
0: Well, I'm sorry. Next time. Yeah. My what? next the next party is in September. End of end of September.
1: Uh when's your birthday? February. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you just
0: asked me. What yeah. the fuck, Georgina?
1: Uh what's the day? The tenth. Uh, the tenth, okay. Now
0: everyone could steal my identity online.
1: Well, yeah. Sure. They don't know what year. They don't know you. I'm only
0: twenty two. There mm. you go.
1: Uh well my birthday is also in February.
0: Uh-huh. So are we both Aquarii?
1: I think we are, yeah. February the third. Cool. You know, actually, this would not have oh, been the day the year. after
0: Groundhog's Day.
1: Yeah, this probably would not have been the year to invite me because I had just um, lost my father. So you may mm. have invited me, and I probably was not
0: around. There or, we go. Yeah, not
1: that right. might
0: have been a. I have very few memories, but I was told I had a great time.
1: Yeah, <laughs> sounds like it. So yep. good, good.
0: All right, we have to take our last break. Okay. When we come back, we'll have our number one personal number one. epiphany. <laughs> Welcome back to Top 5. It's the time you've all been waiting for. It's our final moments here. It's our number one personal epiphany. Georgina, what is your number one aha moment?
1: Uh, My number one aha moment um, was that I had a choice in my unhappiness.
0: Ooh. Yeah, so
1: let me expand on that. Um, So before I got into QA... Uh, quality uh, assurance yeah quality assurance which I love so Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I was really unhappy in my job I didn't like my supervisor and I felt like I wasn't ever going to be able to grow in the position all that and I was really I mean I I was unhappy I made it clear I was unhappy and yeah so um Around that time, my sister had called. She was living in Greece. She was looking after my dad, and she had said, you know, you you should come over and say goodbye to dad now. Mm Because his doctors all think that, like, he's kind of coming towards the end of his life. So I was lucky. Liaison gave me some time off, and I went to say goodbye to my dad and spend time with him. And um, first of all, I love... Greece. Mm-hmm. It's, it's beautiful. I love stargazing. I've never seen so many stars as I have in Greece. And I remember being in Greece and realizing, you know, it'd be one thing if my unhappiness was propelling me forward to do things, mm-hmm. but it's not. So I have a few options. I can go back and I can look for a new job and hopefully get a new job.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I can go back and just accept that this is the job I have and I'm not going to grow. Liaison is not going to see me as leadership material. I'm not going to become a, a manager. Um, so, and that, that's just how it is. Or I can go back and I can continue to be unhappy, mm-hmm. but it's, that is actually, you know, not, not doing much.
0: Not much. Of it um,
1: much. So I have an option. Um, but it's, uh, right now, whatever I'm doing is not working, which was just being unhappy. So I went back and kind of had decided, you know, I'm going to have to look for a new job. And uh, I invited my now boss out for coffee. And we just went out and I had was telling him kind of my time in Greece, saying goodbye to my father and my realization that um, I'm not happy. I think I'm going to start looking for a new job. And he had said... That He was really sad. Mm -hmm. He thought that I was a a good employee and that liaison was going to be missing out. And um, I had said to him, you know, I'm interested in coming into his department. And he was like, well, you know, why don't you just send me your, your resume? And he and I had had these discussions before. I've had these discussions before with other people. People, you know, they always want to be helpful.
0: But, yeah, that's that's a corporate trap. Yeah, so I don't, like, oh yeah, yeah, we got good things coming for you. Just keep yeah, doing what you're doing, and then that's just a trick to get you to do work
1: to keep doing yeah, the things you do. Possibly doing. So, more
0: work. For I emailed,
1: yeah, emailed him my resume. Didn't mm-hmm. really think anything of it. Not that I thought he wasn't going to help me, but just because I thought, um, you know, there's really no movement, and they're probably not hiring. I think I emailed him my resume on a Monday. On Wednesday, mm-hmm. I got an invite to interview for the position. Interesting. By Friday, I'd done all my interviews, and it took a while to get into quality assurance because my current boss at the time and operations really didn't want me to leave. Um, yeah, fuck them. Yeah, but, um, and I'm not saying that my, like, shift in thought necessarily was the reason I got the job, but... I think it was really good for me to go back and at least be able to articulate in not a whining manner. Like, I'm not happy. Yeah. And is that
0: like a take charge moment of your life?
1: Kind of. At least
0: being able to express yourself honestly.
1: Yeah, or just like realizing like, okay, I'm not happy, but my unhappiness is not propelling me forward. It's just making me miserable. Mm-hmm. Um So, yeah, so that was a big moment, like, standing there in Greece, realizing, like, I have this, I have these choices. And one of them is still to be unhappy. Um, But it's, yeah, so. How
0: much do you think your work life is responsible for your personal happiness? Well. I mean, it is 40 hours of your week, at least.
1: Um, I don't know. It's it's hard because I love my job now. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's you know it's hard to think back and remember. But I was really unhappy. Yeah. I mean, so. If that's
0: specific, if your job is specifically making you unhappy, yeah, then yeah, you should probably I
1: don't. Else. I mean, I'm not a believer in dream jobs. I don't mm. think that following your bliss is necessarily good advice. Um,
0: I hope not. My bliss is mostly sex based and uh, whiskey-based, and those are two things that are bad for you. (laughs)
1: Um, I don't know. Is sex bad for you? Sometimes. Sometimes, okay. Well, um, and I think as Americans, we place way too much value on what we do as an occupation, Mm -hmm. and we define ourselves as that. Um, But this was more just like... It went back to the whole money thing, where it was like, I'm never going to move forward. I'm never going to be able to support myself, and so, um, and I don't know. I always felt like I was kind of underselling myself, and and part of that is the issue. Like, you undersell yourself, so people are only going to pay you what you demand.
0: Did it take your dad dying to make this decision well, to be he was, happy? Because yeah. that, is, that is kind of depressing.
1: Um. Well, no. So, but going to Greece, stepping outside of, like, my it, usual everyday environment.
0: That can change the um, world.
1: And I think going back to a place that I had been going to since I was a child and, and being reminded, you know, things change. Mm-hmm. You do have these moments of unhappiness. You have these moments of great happiness and... Um, my dad was still alive when I came back, yeah. and okay. so, um, but I guess going to say goodbye to my dad, maybe that made me realize, because he was kind of an unhappy person, so, Yeah. maybe just realizing there's so much more to life than work, and yeah, I don't know, but it was definitely, like, yeah. And, and that
0: you have a choice in, in this yeah. matter of yeah. being happy or not
1: yeah and it,
0: I mean at least you're in charge of that
1: yeah you know my my dad was very unhappy and I think he always felt he didn't have a choice
0: mm-hmm.
1: so I think maybe being oh. there and realizing that like you do I mean I get it you don't always have a choice to mm-hmm. a certain degree of obligations but but I think that was definitely one of the most pivotal moments and it certainly was mo- one of the most pivotal moments as far as like how it worked out because I would never like Five years ago, if you had been like, oh, you're going to get into quality engineering, you're going to love it, mm-hmm. I would have thought that was crazy.
0: Yeah, because you're a philosophy major. Philosophy
1: and humanity. philosophizing
0: some computers to yeah. make the buttons work. And I don't know I how computers work.
1: love my job, and I love my boss, and I love my team, and I can't, you know, yeah, I can't. I guess had I known it was going to turn out this way, maybe I would have been less miserable. Mm-hmm. But I think hindsight's so always twenty
0: twenty. So that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. That's meaningful. I think people can take take some real.
1: Well, it's write very... that shit down, kids. Yeah, it's easy to because I've said this to people who are unhappy, and I realize like it's all just sounds like antidotal bullshit.
0: Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. you 'cause
1: because when you're unhappy and in that situation, you feel trapped. But yeah. Um, and although I don't know if I believe that adulthood is one of those things you can use the slogan, it gets better.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It gets better, you know, when your knees stop working and your hair falls out.
1: because it actually gets harder. Um,
0: I will tell you, adulthood definitely sucks. Like, I really do not care for it.
1: Um, but you always have some kind of a choice. I
0: agree. I agree, yeah. and, and I mean, I've even been, when I worked at the Toy Shack, and it was getting to the point where I was like, I can't do this, I don't get paid enough for this, and I went, eh, fuck it, I quit. And, uh, and I quit without any plan, and I was just like, well, we'll see what happens, and what happened was a pretty decent job.
1: Uh, was that when you went to liaison? It was. Oh, wow. Were you scared you weren't going to be able to pay your bills? Yes. Wow, okay. Yes, I was. How long did it take you to get the job?
0: There was a week between when I left Toys R Us and when I started. Whoa. Yeah, and I had a wedding that week, so I didn't even notice. Yeah.
1: That's crazy. What do they say?
0: Jump and the uh, parachute will appear or jump and the, the net will appear.
1: Oh, I've not heard that, but Oh, it's
0: a, it's a good one.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, however, having jumped from other things, the net does not always appear.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, you see, I think I always assumed I would land on my feet, and then mm-hmm. being in Boston, I was like, nope, you don't always land on your feet, yeah. so...
0: it's fun when you don't.
1: <laughs> um, did you get Nicole the job? Yes. Oh, okay.
0: This okay. is inside baseball, I don't think anyone cares about this. And also, I want to talk about my number one.
1: I want to hear your number one.
0: It's very important. Okay. I found very light in life, like, I... You know, I'm, I'm only so old. When I was 28 years old, which is last year, I found an entirely new support system for my human life. So when you're a kid, you kind of have what you're expected to have, and then you have what you're given. Yeah. And then eventually you have to choose, at least find out and choose what you actually need. Yes. And what I'm trying to say here is I prefer boxer briefs over boxers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay wait this only you only realized this last, last year. year
0: i still have many pairs of boxers i might wear one if i'm just hanging around the house <laughs> and don't want to be completely naked sure but i cannot believe i stuck with boxers for so long
1: oh i okay so now it's
0: it's night and day so, when I was a kid, you start with your tidy whities with, you know, Superman on them or whatever. Okay, yeah. Or Ghostbusters in my sure. particular. Uh, and I was like, okay, this is what's good. And then they make fun of you in, in middle school when you have to go to gym, so you put on boxers. And then, eventually, you have to find out that those are the worst.
1: You want, I don't know if I, if I want to know, but why don't you tell me why those are the worst?
0: Oh, I was going to tell you whether you wanted to or okay, not. Okay, good. So, they're... There's no support. I'm not. I want to be cradled and held sure. throughout my day. But also, when you pull up your pants, they all this extra cloth comes up with you, and you have to stuff it <laughs> back yes. down into your pants. And if you're wearing a more modern cut of pants, they're a little snug. Yeah. So you're stuffing, and you can see them like bunching up, and you just have a wedgie all the time. Uh, and, and then okay. if it's hot, you just feel like you have like like half a cup of water just beneath your junk Ooh. at all times. Like, you just always feel slightly moist. And now that I have this perfectly holding yeah. boxer brief, which holds my junk, but also holds me a little around the leg so that nothing <laughs> rides up. Okay. Why isn't this issue to every man in ever? just Why do we have these other options? It doesn't make any sense. I don't
1: know. Um, you know, it's funny because I actually have occasionally thought... How much support do boxers give
0: Zero. guys? So Full hang. Now
1: what made you think, I'm going to go buy a pair of boxer briefs?
0: I had dated a girl a few years ago and she was like, no, actually quite a few years ago, she was like, oh, you know, boxer briefs look sexy. And I was like, I don't care. This is what I do. This sure. is the rut I'm in. Yeah. And then I dated another girl and she was like, boxer briefs are sexy. And I was like, no, I don't believe any of this. And then I was at Target. And I saw a single pair of boxer briefs on clearance for like two bucks.
1: Sure. And I yeah. liked
0: the design, and I went, "All right, I'll try it." Yeah. I'll try cool. it. and they became kind of like my date night undies because they were they were all, they were a little snug, but okay. That was just a sizing issue, and I was like, you know, this is kind of nice. Yeah. I kind of get this. I kind of like being able to just pull up my pants and be fine. And now that's all I'll get. I mean, it even helps the friction of chub rub between. You know, I, my upper thighs. I could see
1: that. Yeah. Yes. Um, that makes a lot of sense. You know, there's... I mean, I guess I don't really pay attention to adverti- advertisements for men's underwear, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of, like, targeted towards women, like thongs and things that don't show panty lines. But
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: really, it's men. If you're shoving your boxers into your trousers...
0: Yeah, I think I think that is really what gets it. Because just... A nice pull up your pants, nice and comfy, is very different from what I'd been doing my yeah. whole life. Wow! And it's it's really changed my life, and it's really opened me up to new things. Has it? It's it like, has. Tighter trousers? Nah, mostly just continuing to wear underwear. I couldn't think it- of a single example after I said that.
1: Oh okay, um, do you Thai
0: food maybe? <laughs>
1: I seem to recall the last time I was on, we had a conversation about Thai food.
0: Yeah, I tried it, and it was pretty good. I haven't, yeah. haven't had it again, but it was pretty good. Now,
1: I have to say, I do like Thai food, but I think it's a little
0: overrated. Oh, I think so. I agree. Because it, I, but then again, I don't know, maybe I just didn't have the best Thai food.
1: Well, I grew up in an area where I feel like Thai food was the kind of go-to mm-hmm. for a lot of times when we were hanging out, and I just remember being like, no more Thai food. Yeah. So, um, now, do you think your parents realized the disservice?
0: No, I don't think so. I think I asked for it. Like I remember specifically, be like, "Mom, no more tidy whiteies. We only wear boxers now." Okay. Okay. But- what you need as a kid is just something to cover your business. You could wear a loincloth. It wouldn't matter. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: Because that stuff is very attached. Right. But then as you get older, right. it detaches with puberty and whatnot. Sure. And uh, it detaches. just comes off and like, rolls away. <laughs> but it's a hangier object. And then um, you, you don't realize what you're missing out on is that, okay. that cradling throughout your day.
1: Do you recall ever seeing any of your, like, buddies when you were in changing for gym in boxer briefs?
0: I do not recall. So... Uh, I remember being a very boxer-centric athlete. Okay,
1: so do you feel you would have been teased if you had been
0: wearing them? I think boxer briefs were not as popular yeah. at that time. Right. Because really, I think your only choices were boxers or briefs.
1: Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I
0: don't remember even knowing about it until much later with the uh, Remersi and a Parrot H&M being like, hmm, (laughs) interesting."
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, I mean, I can see that being pretty life-altering.
0: It has changed everything. And I have so much more room in my drawer because they're smaller in general. And also they're easier to wash because they're not all cottony and gross. Sure. And if I get wet, they dry faster.
1: Oh, they're sort of like wicking.
0: Yeah, because yeah. they're not full cotton; they're they're yeah. like synthetic fibers as well.
1: Oh wow! Yeah, I mean that's. I mean, I guess it's something that people don't think about. Yeah. I mean, but you should, because like underwear, that's like, you know, yeah. there's a reason why they're called your intimates.
0: I agree. I yeah. agree, and I'm glad that I could share this with everyone out there. Well, So good. when I come out with top five branded underwear, <laughs> or even better, a Meundy's ad.
1: Oh, yes. I, I listen to a podcast where they advertise MeUndies.
0: I haven't heard of MeUndies ad in a little while, and I'm a little worried. Oh. I, um, I, I hear they're good.
1: Yeah. I, you know, I'm always tempted to try them out. They're... Do you have a specific brand of boxer briefs that you go? Um, I, like,
0: I like Hanes, because Michael Jordan wears Hanes, mm. but uh, for work, I find that I'm... Fucking shredding some undies. Oh. Like I'm going through a lot of underwear because it's a lot of friction. I yeah. walk for a living. Yes. So I did buy some like BJs brand, okay. <laughs> like, like twenty pack. I'm like, alright, you guys are you guys are for work hours and everything else is for in case anyone sees it. Sure. But um, being at home, I prefer the more comfortable.
1: So are those those are three options: boxes, briefs, boxer briefs. Yeah, and
0: then I guess Commando if you're really sure fun. But my um, butt
1: will come out. <laughs> so um because like women's underwear you have a lot a
0: lot of options you have a
1: lot of options you have
0: boy shorts
1: boy shorts you have girl briefs. shorts um
0: you got cheeky bottoms
1: yes you do you've, yeah you're you've, right
0: you've got string bikini
1: yeah
0: you've got i remember in high school uh, uh a a girl i was dating was like yeah i accidentally bought thong underwear and i went Oh, that would be terrible. And she's like, "Would you like to see me in that?" And of course, I was like trying to be a gentleman, and I was like, N- "No, no, whatever." Sh- yes, no, and she was like, Ugh. And "Boys," and I'm like, Wait,
1: "You hold on. She you offered to show this. them. You,
0: I think I think she was just teasing. She me. was just she teasing was, you. She was quite the tease. Um,
1: I had a friend who, in I remember, he was like horrified. He was dating this girl, and it was her birthday, and she really liked Victoria's Secret. Mm-hmm. Just underwear, everything. And so he bought her a gift card for, I think, $50 nice. uh, for her birthday. And then he was... I think in part a little embarrassed he was overshadowed, but then really weirded out by the fact that her father had bought her a $150 gift card to Victoria's
0: Secret. You know, you can use those at the pink store as yeah, well. Yeah, but, he that's, was but really, that's creepy.
1: He was really weirded out by it. I wish someone
0: would buy me a gift card to Victoria's Secret, and then I'd buy another gift card and give it to someone else. I guess I could just free gift the first one.
1: Yeah. I yeah. don't know
0: what I'd get. I don't think there's anything for me there. I
1: don't know if there is anything there for me. Fun you socks, maybe? Um, I mean, yeah. Probably not in Pink. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think if someone's giving you a Victoria's Secret gift card, you need to question their,
0: yeah, their motives there. Blood. Yeah, and... Hi, I'm Taylor. I don't know if we've met before, but yeah. that's not one of my things.
1: Yeah, so he was really weirded out, um, and I remember not really indulging him in that, but then being, thinking like, oh, I can see that. That is kind of weird. I get that. Um, I get that. Speaking of gift cards, I once gave a gift card to REI, which is uh, an outdoorsy store. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they have them here.
0: No, I don't think so.
1: But um, pretty popular in Washington. And gave this gift card to this guy and for Christmas. And then for my birthday, he regifted the card. <laughs> and it even said, like, Merry
0: Christmas, Mitchell. Oh. Uh and man I that's know. either really funny or really inconsiderate
1: yeah so um
0: you at least take it out of like the paper
1: yeah and at least get some like um uh, rubbing alcohol <laughs> erase <take that laughs> the like <laughs> names so um but i ended up using it i bought a timbuktu bag those messenger bags that you mm, see sure. yeah um Very popular with the Granola Times.
0: Ah, I see. Yeah. I I have had the same messenger bag since college. I have also not used it since college because I do not have to carry things anymore. I'm a man now. Well, Well, no, the mobile studio goes in a big-ass briefcase, but that's it. Yeah,
1: but don't you have... Well, I guess you don't. You're not on foot
0: when you deliver mail. Oh, well, so. I am. You're right. I have a satchel. What am I talking about? Yeah. the fuck am I talking about? I don't know. I wear a satchel for a living. Yeah. I always hope sometimes will
1: see you, but I...
0: I nah, you no, know, you'll never find me.
1: Well, find me. <laughs> well not... <laughs> I'm in such
0: a weird little part of a neighborhood. Okay. Like, like hidden behind a pizza place. And people keep coming up to me and they're like, How do I get back to the main road? And I'm like, <laughs> We haven't seen the main road in 50. <laughs> years. <laughs> oh, man. all right Virginia, that's all the time we have we're done we're out of time we don't have time for shit okay is there anything you'd like to plug before we go
1: um no I, there isn't
0: no I you're not a plug person okay all right um thanks for sticking with us on top five podcast uh, we've got a lot of episodes from our on the road series we did while we were um, on the road so enjoy those uh, we've also got an entire month of Halloween spookiness coming up in October so great episodes coming up for that I'm very very excited for those uh, and, and don't forget to rate and subscribe uh, you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at top5 underscore podcast that's top the to number 5 underscore podcast we're also available on Google Play now I had no idea they had podcasts. Hmm. Yeah. Our host was like, You're on Google Play. I was like, Why? Do we have do we have an app? I don't know. I don't understand. But I guess that's good for Android people. So lucky you Androids.
1: That's awesome.
0: Alright, Georgina, thanks for being with us. It's been thanks, fun. Thanks, Taylor. It All was right. fun. Bye everybody.